Slice Audio. Apparently, one of you on the now that we're taking uh, complaints and criticisms, one of you was complaining that uh, they've never listened to anybody drink as much water as I do. I told you fuckers this on the first episode that I drink a lot of water when I talk. I did. I I thought maybe I could get you a quieter bottle, though. Maybe I wouldn't smack as much. Okay, welcome to, what are we on? I believe this is episode four. It's the book of Murdoch, MurdochJones.com. I've been watching so much Brockmire, now I'm terrified, like, you know, because, you know, I'm on a lot of, I'm on a lot of things where I'm lecturing on the internet, right, or in person, and I've been watching so much Brockmire, I'm, I'm terrified. Now I'm just starting to sound like Brockmire all the time. I wish I was as funny as Brockmire is. You got to watch that show. It's completely ridiculous. Okay, what's happening? Oh, we've got mail. for the. Or this is going to be the first episode where I get to... I get to I get to I get to read you some mail. I mean there's even a couple questions. I still got to do a couple weeks of uh, fake reddit advice. Fake mailbag um while we while we while the while the messages slowly get to us, but uh yeah, now that we're now that we're on the internet, so you can if you if, like if you're listening to this on murdochjones.com and you have Apple Podcast or Stitcher or Spotify or any of those, uh, give a search for Book of Murdoch and give me some ratings. I only have a couple, but, you know, I'm only four episodes in. But I could use some more. I'm guilt-tripping you into subscribing or rating or using the mailbag, which you can go to. Uh, You go to MurdochJones.com. Uh, and then there's a little mailbag section, or if you would like to skip all of that and just immediately send a text or a voicemail, 605-340-0811, or bookofmurdoch at gmail.com. Anyways, I've got some of those. We'll get to them at the end of the show. Should we start with the news? The news has been tough lately. I'm trying to stick to a no Trump, no coronavirus news. I'll give you news in my world. I bought a kayak. Oh, by the way, on here's the first mailbag. I got kayak shopping advice from shopping advice from a few of you, including Wade from L Sister. Wade, uh, last name redacted. I don't know about the rules here. You were the first L Sister commenter on MurdochJones.com, which made me want to give you an L Sister story. Okay. What can I do? I grew up in a little town called Elsester, South Dakota. There's like 700-something people there. And it was, it was just super picturesque, movie, farm town America on both the kind of redneck side <laughs> and like the Americana side. It was just double up the middle. Um, let's see. I'll give you a good story from Elsester here. I had an invisible friend named Jerry. Who was, and I was like uh, four, three, four, but it was legit real. Like, my poor parents had to, from time to time, uh, like make room in a vehicle 
or like we would so okay so growing up like the big the if you if your parents loved you or if you did something good they would take you to pizza hut in canton which is the next little town over right and when we would go they would have to give me my own seat so i could hang out with jerry and we could have a conversation and i'm super positive the staff there must have thought that was crazy Anyways, that's a story from Elsister, a my invisible friend named Jerry. Kelsey and some others seem to think that perhaps this was a molestation because he's in like he was 20, he was in his 20s, he was 22. 28, maybe 22. I think 22. I'd have to ask my parents. Uh, he was like 22 and he had five kids and a wife. This is real. I still remember what he looks like. You know what I've always wanted to do? If you have a connection to, you know what I need? This is what one of you can find me. Uh, I need a, I need like a police sketch artist who draws the pictures of what the suspects look like. And I want to draw, I want, I'm going to describe a picture of Jerry, my invisible friend, because I feel like it would help you all if you could see him when I tell stories about Jerry, including this story. Once Jerry and I were watching a documentary about Vietnam on like PBS or whatever, like in, in the middle of this is like before I wasn't during the middle of the day. Okay. And I'm watching this Vietnam thing on PBS and they're, and they're doing a section about napalm. Right. And so Jerry had the, I, 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 I'm telling you, this was not my idea. My invisible friend, Jerry, told me to set up all the army men so we could play napalm in the backyard, which, and like we were meticulous, right? So you take, you know, the little green like army dudes. So we set up all the green army dudes and we had like two colors. So that was two sides of the battle. And then we took dad's can of gas from the shed and just dumped all over the grass and lit it on fire. Basically, Jerry and I were, we didn't like, we should have videotaped it. We could have produced this. It would have been epic. Maybe we should redo it, Jerry and I. Well, I can't. Jerry died. That's another story. Anyways, uh, hardcore got an ass whipping on that one because you're not supposed to light the backyard on fire with gasoline or anything that is flammable, I suppose, with your army men and play napalm. But it was Jerry's idea. That defense did not hold up. Which is bullshit because it was not my idea. Like it wasn't okay. Let me be a lawyer for me for a second because I let me be a lawyer for my ass whipping. Here's my deal. Little four year old me had no choice to believe in Jerry because Jerry was real. There was no version of Jerry that wasn't real. So at worst case, I'm guilty of the ass whipping, but like for like I'm innocent because of mental health. Like I'm I'm claiming insanity. Because I don't have the logic of a real adult. Because to me, Jerry was real and it was his idea. And Jerry didn't get an ass whipping at all because you can't whip the invisible friend. So thanks, Wade, for the, for the kayak recommendation. Oh, I'm so pumped for my kayak. I'm going to like, you know what? I, this, is, this, is the, this is super white nerd I get. Not white. Maybe not. Maybe just nerd. Okay. The funnest, like the most fun thing about this is being able to like accessorize your kayak, like with milk crates and pull holders and 
fish finders and oh my god it's a riot for nothing but two weeks all right i've just been googling kayak accessories i will also take your kayak setup recommendations at murdoch jones at no, i can do the brockmeyer murdoch jones dot cam brockmeyer uh oh yeah we were doing the news before we got uh waylaid into kayak accessories and stories from El sister Oh, also, I thought of this, too. I thought of a little fun game for you guys to play while you listen to this that will also solve some problems. One of the things about this podcast is, like, today's May 11th, right, when I'm recording this, the things I say now might, from the original date or later on, be wrong. Like, I'm super – like, it's not lost on me that, like, 40-ish percent of this is going to need a little editing, not 40, 40s high. Like 10% of this is going to be just blatantly wrong because I'm half a dummy. And then another 30% can be fixed like over time or like you were almost right, but you got this part wrong. Regardless, MurdochJones.com, there's a there's a, a, a retraction section if you need to fix me. And then in the beginning of every show, I'll give you the credit because I was wrong for something. MurdochJones.com. Okay. The news. Okay, no Trump or no COVID-19 news. I'm going to extend that to any election nonsense. And the first thing I see is the following headline, I swear to God. IKEA reminds customers no masturbating in stores after China viral video. I feel like I need to take a picture of this and put it for proof on Book of Murdoch Facebook. Facebook? Facebook. I, I'm taking a picture of this right now. Dun, 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 dun. Taking a picture of the masturbation headline. Boom. Again, this is the first headline in my newsfeed that does not involve Donald Trump or the coronavirus. And it reads, IKEA reminds customers no masturbating in stores after China viral video. I would like to, okay, what is my guess about what this video is? Is there a video of a Chinese woman masturbating in an IKEA? Because that does not seem... I'll bet you there's like a weird fetish of people that like really get turned on by the organization of the Swedes. So I feel for those people, although I still don't think you should be able to masturbate in an Ikea. If you were to sneak it into the bathroom where I could not see it, like I like good for you for having the like, like that's focus. But that's not for me. I mean, I don't, I mean, okay, let's, Ikea is not, first off, full disclosure, this is not the news, this is TMZ, so full fucking grain of salt with this some bitch. but um, Ikea is not the place to get your rocks off, that's the company's friendly reminder after a woman 
pleasured herself. Pleasured as a verb is always going to be a funny word. Uh, inside a store in China. First off, straight, uh, this is just stupid, dumbass, upper Midwest, my uh, initial thought, which is wrong. I didn't know they had Ikeas in China. But why wouldn't they have Ikeas in China? They have everything else. In the raunchy clip, you see a half-dressed woman touching herself while sitting on sofas, chairs, and beds displayed through the store. Well, you know, that's how she shops. What if this is really how, what if she thought she was alone? I'm not defending her. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm defending her mindset, but I'm not defending her action. That's, I guess, maybe what I'm saying. The woman even twerks for, oh, no, never mind. Fuck this woman, because she was twerking for the camera. For a, for a second, I was concerned, like, that the only way she would ever be comfortable in a chair, if no one, you can just take care of yourself on that chair and be comfortable. I can, I can, I can see that as a theory. Again, not in real life practice. I'm not defending this woman's actions. Uh, Ikea is concerned this could become a trend. I think Ikea needs more shit to do. I don't think one video of a Chinese... If there was a video of a Chinese woman masturbating that caused a concern for the rest of that person's shopping category, all of shopping categories would be illegal because that's half of what the internet porn is. Uh, very defensive on the on the on the IKEA porn. It feels like right now. I feel like I need to overstate maybe that I'm not condoning this, but I am surely condoning the fake outrage about it that I will absolutely see on social media. Like I don't, you know, don't take this as an opportunity to feel better about yourself just because this woman couldn't stop from jacking off in the store. Uh, Ikea is reminding shoppers to visit stores in an orally and civilized way. <laughs> I feel like Ikea is making this way worse by saying this is happening. PR 101, man, you need to absolutely change the conversation, and all you're doing is continuing it. Um, Chinese social media, blah, blah, blah. Well, oh, this is not that big of a deal. That was legitimately, uh, legitimately the first headline. What was the second one be? Um, Jerry Stiller died. Oh, that's a bummer, man. Seinfeld and Hairspray. That guy was all right. My condolences to the Stiller family. Fucking murder hornets are in the news. Murder hornets. That's the new thing that's happened since we've talked last, my friends. That's a, first off, I don't think they're actually a thing, so I don't think murder hornets are going to sweep the country. But I, but like. Murder hornets. This is where the news gets a bad rap because they're now the because like the the news needs to warn you about the new murder hornets. But I'm guaranteeing you, no, the news didn't come up with murder hornets. The news just realized they have to say murder hornets if they have to. I don't know. I'm split on this one. I want to defend the news in all instances and have been on social media lately, but now I'm thinking of the fucking segment producer who's like, what are these, what, why, why, do I, why are you pitching me hornets, Ted? I don't give a shit. And Ted's like, but they're murdering the bees. And the news, the segment producer's like, murder hornets, see? That's what I want on the headline. Um, also, okay, 
you know what else has been happening here? This is okay for those of you that listen outside of the Black Hills and don't live in the Black Hills. Let me catch you up to speed. There is a sinkhole in Blackhawk, which is a little kind of suburb of Rapid City, kind of. And in, and underneath this sinkhole is apparently a gypsum mine that exists in the 30s. And lo and behold, there's an entire fucking housing development built over this giant gypsum mine from the 30s and 40s. And oh, here's here's my deal. I got I'm a little like this is my I want to I want to limit it to the following here. First, first, let's talk. Like, are you fucking kidding me? There is a black. There's this. There's a secret mine, but it's not really that secret. This is okay. I want to like. I'm trying to organize my thoughts here on this. First off, it's cool, right? It's tragic to the the people that we're going to talk about next, but just on the surface, 30,000 feet up in the air, looking down, holy shit, this is kind of interesting. It's cool. Okay. So that's like the first thing. Second, um, there's a lot of people on social media who are like fake mad about this. Like everybody's always like – Everyone's trying to fuck the mining company, like, right away. And I'm telling you, there's no way that a group of engineers and geologists didn't have a letter somewhere in a file cabinet that hasn't been dusted off for 800 years that says, hey, no matter, like, hey, we're going to be done doing this gypsum mine thing, and for whatever reason, we didn't have to fill this up because there's no way you're going to build a bunch of houses on it 75 years later, right? Right. And now there's a bunch of houses on it. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think those people should be made whole. But I also, like, you know, I'm hearing a lot of, like, you read these idiotic Facebook comments. And they're like, you should get a class action lawsuit. And these people should be made, like, you know, we got to go get them. Like, there's, everyone's always so, like, you have nothing to do with this, first off. So stop involving yourself. You're just borrowing trouble. Because your life is apparently too boring. And you want to make your own life an episode of Tiger King. So you're latching on to this tragedy. Tragedy porn. That's what this is. You might as well go roll around in an Ikea and, and videotape yourself enjoying this so much. That is, ugh, I fucking hate those people. Okay. That, uh, now, that doesn't mean these people shouldn't, like, if you just bought this house, it's a tragedy, and if you didn't know. But here's my slight, albeit very slight, and once again, I want you to all be made whole, very slight, just muy pequeño complaint to the homeowners. Everyone's kind of walking around like, we had no idea where I know some people had some idea. I'm not saying everybody. And even if you did know, you should be able to get your money out of your house back. Cause this is bullshit. What's happening at the same time. I'm also talking to people who like played there in the nineties as when they were kids. So, you know, fucking third gear a little bit with the, Oh my God, did, did my, I've got the vapors because I had no fucking idea. This has happened. That's a little bit of bullshit again. Even if you did know, I want you to get paid out of the deal. But I don't think you should be able to sue and go get rich out of the deal. Everyone's got it. Everyone's probably going to get a little fucked, and that's okay. Isn't that the compromise here? Like it, like there's no version of this where everybody can just be made a millionaire because of it. And and you should we should try to get you a hundred percent of your home value and like moving expenses and that kind of stuff. Or if if something got wrecked because the sinkhole ate it to like to those dozen houses. All those people, 100%, be made whole. 
the people who kind of knew maybe it was secretly insane to build out there and maybe did anyway. And I'm not saying there are those people. I'm just saying, first off, if you have nothing to do with it, you don't really need an, we don't need your fucking lawyer opinion on social media. Shut the fuck up. But also maybe let's not go, let's go, not go crazy. No one's, no one's happy this happened. This, oh, I'm, I'm finally stumbling into kind of what I want to talk about. There's always this insinuation that someone's ecstatic that that there's a fucking sinkhole on top of a gypsum mine that's now going to eat a bunch of houses. Everybody's upset about this. There's nobody like in the government who's like, we've been working on fucking plan gotcha for 40 years. And yes, yeah, that finally happened. Cheers. I'm just saying. They should be made whole, but let's quit trying to put a black hat on somebody all the time. Like, because here's what happens. When there are actual instances of it, that person who is actually a son of a bitch can talk to the cry wolf 40 other reasons when you did this for no, no, and they were innocent beforehand, and now they're just one of the, you know, it was just like the other thing. You got to just fucking calm down. Apparently, I've got very strong feelings about the people who are, who are criticizing the mining companies. I'm just defending corporate America once again. Like, you know, it there's there like maybe there's a developer that's tied to this who who maybe you know, like I can I can potentially see that there is a developer that maybe didn't know or maybe knew just enough but you know, can kind of get like I can see a black hat in this. But goddamn man, Facebook's obsession with immediately judge jury and executioner like this poor mining company hasn't existed for a hundred fucking years and now all of a sudden they're you know killing the jews again i don't know it's uh, see here this is why we need a little retraction section because in three weeks if it turned out this a couple of people really are wearing the black hat i'm i'm gonna want to address it and i also want you to be able to be like i fucking told you Hit send. And that's why MurdochJones.com is there for you. Also, you can just text it. Like right now, if you're listening to this, like you could be living there and you could be like, that son of a bitch. I'm going to get him. I'm going to text him what I think right now. 605-340-0811. You let me have it, fella. You deserve it. Let her fly. (laughs) Um... That's I, you know, that's the news. Let's just call that. <laughs> let's just call that the news, and and then I can move on to whatever else I wanted to talk about here. Um, boom, 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 boom. Okay, I have something I want you to listen to. Uh, Ted over at the Rock Garden Tour. Go to Facebook and just type in Rock Garden Tour. I'm sure there's a website. Maybe even be rockgardentour.com. It's they've got this internet. Okay, so Rock Garden Tour used to be a show, and maybe it still is on public radio in South Dakota. And the, and it's it's a gardening rock and roll show, which you might like for those of you who hear that and you're like, oh, that sounds like I'm gonna hate it. You probably are, so maybe it's not for you. But those of you who hear that and are gonna like it. It's perfectly for you. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, Google Rock Garden Tour and listen to some of their shows. It's Ted and the gang are awesome. They've I've been a fan of this dude. This guy, the, 
I, I don't actually know this guy very well. We might have, I think we've met once or twice kind of briefly. I'm sure we couldn't pick each other crowd. But this Rock Garden Tour, and then he's got a company called Pick Fresh. I think I'm getting the name of that. Um, it's just really creative and awesome work, and I don't know why I was so surprised. But this Rock Garden Tour show is, holy shit, fantastic. It's really well done, and it's clever, and it's funny, and it's creative. It should be, it should be played on public radio everywhere around the country. That's how good I think it is. Um, it's very, you know, it's a good, it's a good replacement for, oh fuck, I'm going to screw up the name of the, the, this, um, I keep thinking of this American life. Hold on. Pause, please. I got to fix this. The internet's in front of me. What's the dude's name? Lake Wobegon. What's the Lake Wobegon dude? Garrison Keeler. Holy shit. Garrison Keeler and, uh, Prairie Home Companion. It's like a modern Prairie Home Companion. Rock Garden Tour. Check it out. You will, I think, will like it. I hope you do anyway. Um, every, okay, every show I give you the ad that's annoying me because that's my business. For those of you that are listening to this who have no fucking idea who I am, I, I do you know some marketing for some companies. Uh, com. You can learn all about it. Give the old company a plug there. Um, okay, so every episode I've been bitching about an ad that I'm getting. This one's going to be a little different, but this is what I'm getting. I'm getting it a lot lately, like sometimes five times a day. I get a robocall, and the call – shit, I should have recorded it. The call is um, – it's about me being a f- good candidate to be a franchise owner. So I'm apparently – this is how I believe I'm target, being targeted, Okay. You're going to get a little ad education here. So there are these companies, and before the internet, they existed all on, like, paper format. Like, this, like Facebook collecting your information isn't a fucking new phenomenon. They've, they've, they've perfected the speed and the ability for you to give them that information. But this was happening in the 80s, and it was in the form of, like, this. Uh, there would be companies that would collect... Uh, mail and like uh, subscription lists to magazines and what type of offers you've signed up for to get letters from and they'll pair you into and this is what I think this company is doing to me like on paper like I probably look like like I've got a title that looks impressive and it it, like I you know they, they google vehicles and I think they think I'm looking or about to be a rich person on paper you know straight white lives in south dakota credit score here's the shit he's interested in this guy looks like someone who we can sucker into a franchise that i believe i'm on a list of that because they call five times a day and they're like and they kind of they can just kind of kiss your ass a little bit we think you're so fantastic and your white hair looks amazing for that young of an age and we think you might be kind of rich because apparently they don't know that i bombed a business and gotten a divorce they don't have that end of the list they just have the other end that just makes me look like i could be kind of getting rich <laughs> anyways i got suckered into the pitch of it all and it's it's you know it's it's pretty good. They just kind of kiss your ass and tell you that they think you could be rich and they're gonna help you be mega rich. And then you they I kind of I'm like all right I'll listen to this once. And they you hit one and then a teleconference lady tries to sell you a franchise. I you know I can't afford any franchises, but I'm still on the list. Um, I'm not really bitching about it. I guess am I? I'm just it was kind of it was it was an it was the most polite robocall ever. 
Because usually they're like, we want to talk to you about how you're getting fucked on your credit card. And then you hit two and you get fucked on your credit card by these people. Um... What else is going on here? Do you guys hear about that? Um, the there's pumas <laughs> that look like Hitler. Um, I gotta pull this up. Hold on. Also, I'm I have no idea if this is a, like a bullshit internet story that's not real, or maybe it is real. If it turns out I'm wrong, you can let me know. But did Puma? release a pair of tennis shoes where if you put them side by side, they look like a picture of Hitler, like with the comb over hair and like the comb over hair is the toe of the shoe (laughs) and the, and the tongues, like the piece that holds the lace to the tongue looks like the little Hitler mustache. It fucking, it looks like it. I don't know if this is real. Let's see here. Uh, I can't tell if this, I'm on the sun, like the U S sun, which is kind of like a tabloid thing, right? Um, some fell. I don't, I feel like I should Snopes this. Oh shit. We're going to fact check together. You and I are going to fact check together on something that has absolutely nothing to do with Trump or the coronavirus. So nobody gets mad. Okay. Very good. So if you Google Pumas that look like Hitler, the sources are not, um, doing anybody any favors. There's one from manofmany.com. Don't know what that is. The timesofisrael.com, which seems like it's a bullshit site. igvofficial.com. Footwearnews.com. Okay, this does make me think it has some credibility because of a website called footwearnews.com, which sounds like it would be the biggest um, bummer ever. The internet Puma made a pair of Puma sneakers. It went viral because its design looked like Hitler. Well, first off, let's cut Puma a little bit of a break. Like, nobody probably knew that was going to happen. And also, the picture that's going around the internet is really, like, like not Photoshopped, but angled to look perfectly like Hitler. But I got to say, it does kind of look like Hitler. Even, even, with, an, even with the angle that doesn't make it look that way also you got to get the right color scheme <laughs> because the white and teal ones with the with the white tongue those are super hitlery but like the black ones uh don't look like hitler at all they're like black and blue and an orangey kind of they don't look anything like hitler and you know let's see does i wonder if puma's got something on their website let's find out oh see this is what you do you just you kind of just you google it around a little bit it seems like it does for the right. Okay, so here's okay. So first, I wanted to make fun of Puma when we were talking about all this, right? But I, but here's why you can't. It's only the one model, and it's only really like at a very specific angle. Like you got to want it to get them there. But that being said, once you see it, you can't fucking unsee it. <laughs> um, let's. I'm gonna go on to Puma's press center. All news. Let's see if Puma has addressed this. Puma's first quarterly sales. Doesn't size neon. I mean, why would they put it on their blog, though? Although, if you're going to address it, you might as well address it. They must have released something about this. 
Because footwearnews.com makes me seem like this could be like actual. Hold on. What if I just Google news news? I was just on all. Oh, yeah, shit. This is real. It's all. It's on like some real sites. <laughs> That's a fucking bummer for Puma, man. Like, you know, there's this dude who like he is, you know, he's been working on this model of whatever the fuck they're called for years. And he finally got to release his vision. And then in a certain angle, because of one Internet asshole, because he got all the white model, like the perfectly white model, which makes it sound way worse when you say it like that. <laughs> All right, it'll be up on MurdochJones.com on the episode four page, on post. You can look for yourself. It's not Puma's fault, though. I mean, it's Puma's fault, but it's not Puma's fault. So you should still buy Pumas. They don't actually, they're not, they're not Nazis. Hey, you know what I thought was weird? Like, you know who nobody writes uh, in, the, in these trying times ad about? Like what do strippers do? What like what are what are what are the who is writing the laws to about strippers right now? Like is there a is there a like is there a system for them to get their twelve hundred bucks? There, I wonder if this is on the internet. Let's see. How do strippers? How do strippers file taxes? Uh, they report their income just like anyone else does for, if they work for a company, they get an income statement. If they're self-employed, they, oh, it's it. Let's see. My work doesn't pay me. I need, I'm trying to find out if they got their, if the, if the, first off, I don't want any emails. You bitching that I'm calling them strippers. Cause if they have some more fucking PC name, I've been to the hopscotch and Fort pier strippers is fine. And that's not a moral thing. I love that bar. That bar's a lot of fun. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big, I don't, you know, not the stripper part of it. But as far as bars go, it's very nice. Good service, very nice. Might be a stretch. I mean, it's a bar. It's a, it's a gentleman's club in Fort Pier. It's exactly what you think it is for all the good reasons and the bad reasons. Don't, don't be yelling at me about it. Got a little defensive about the strippers, but you never know what you can call people anymore. Like, and and then there's already, and then there's a bunch of you that are like, oh, strippers. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be that person either. Strippers are fine. Like, that's not how I'm going to make my money. And but you know, it's a gig, I suppose. What was I trying? Oh, I was trying to find out if they got their money. How do strippers get twelve? Their twelve hundred bucks. Legal sex workers are being banned. Oh, wait. This is BuzzFeed News, though. I suppose they call it sex industry. I bet the strippers kind of got fucked on this deal, though, didn't they? If you are listening to this and you know, and don't in, the, in like a newsy fashion, I'm not looking necessarily for your op- opinion on the matter of strippers because I don't probably give a shit. Although, if that just makes you mad and makes you want to send it, you know, I'm looking for mailbag. So send whatever you want. Send your complaints in. We'll get into a moral judgment about it. Do you, like here's here this is why I brought this up. Do they wear masks? Because like do, like really? <laughs> do like at that at that point do you really like you know what I mean? Like if you're willing to go to a to a to a gentleman's club or a or a or a or ladies, if you're looking to see the what the what the fuck they call the thunder from down under, are you really, you know, like you oh I was gonna go, 
Ted, I would love to go to the gentleman's club with you, but I, I, I don't have a mask. <laughs> Was that really going to hold you up? I would maybe prefer them. Listen, let me let me talk about masks for a second. First off, sh- shut the fuck up about masks on the internet on either side of the fence. You're going to show whatever dipshit data you want to show to prove you're right, and then you're going to repeat, and then somehow it's going to turn into a Trump thing. Just save yourself the 35 minutes and just shish. No one, like, I can go throughout my day without learning what fucking Billy the accountant thinks about masks. Shut the fuck up. Just shish. Anyways, I'm pro- so I'm pro-mask. When, here's my rule on masks. Now, you're listening to this show, so I get to have an opinion. Like, you know, I don't wear it when I'm out fishing, but if I go into the store to get, I need some tackle, I will wear the mask. I feel like that, and, and if you don't, I'm not judging you. But this is like, this is my thing on it. I kind of like it. Like, I might just do this from now on. It's really comfortable. Okay, hear me out. I So this is what I, I went and bought, like, a big color pack. Like, I've got two dozen, like, do-rags, right? And, they're and like, they're all, and it's in an assortment of colors. And I kind of like it. For, because every day you get to pick a new color, and it's that's kind of fun. And then when you're on, like, I'm on 18 fucking Zoom meetings a day, and one thing that is prominently shown in a, in a Zoom meeting is my neck fat. And I, and I just, I all, it's all I can think about, right? And But this, this little mask here covers that, covers it. I don't wear the mask on the Zoom meeting, but it, you just kind of put it right under your chin, covers up that double chin. It's just a perfect little fashion accessory. And then, you know, on top of it, I you know, feel whether it works or not, whatever. It like I don't think it's killing anybody, but I but I kind of like wearing it in the store. I put on my headphones, I put on my mask, and unless I have to like ask an like an employee a question, I am unencumbered through my entire shopping experience. I get to jam out to the music I want cuz I put my headphones in, I got my mask on no one's having unnecessary conversations you're only like then there's that level of friend too right like you, everyone can everyone's got this version you see that person in menards or whatever and you don't like you're like like your internal brain is going fuck i just like I, you know, I'm not bothered that I'm seeing him, but I'm busy here, and I want to get. I don't want to have a seven minute conversation with Billy. That just ugh, kill me. Now you don't have to. You can just kind of hey from a distance, point at your mask and make the holy shit sign, and then you get to keep shopping. Then if you want to have a conversation with somebody and they also want to have a conversation with you, then it's then it then it means even more because you took out your headphones and you and you and you kept your mask on obviously, but you you know, you were engaged. But most of the like 99% of the people, I don't you know, we don't I don't need to have a just because the social contract allows we have to sit there and kind of awkwardly make conversation while we sit next to the stovetop. That's unnecessary. I like. I'm telling you, I'm I'm pro mask, but not for any health reasons. Just because it's fun and it's I you know it it hides your double chin, and and I like it. 
Like it feel it's nice. I'm just I, you know it's the way to go. I think buy a bunch of do rags and enjoy yourself. I guess that's what I'm telling you. I don't. I haven't tried like the actual mask where you wrap around your ears. That does seem handier, but also like easier to like. It's you like I. I for some reason I'll just take it off because it's easy to come off, and then I'll be fo- like the do rag system allows maximum uh, minimal conversations. Yes, that's what, I'm going to stick with that. So pro mask, I guess, is what we're going with. <laughs> um in these trying times what do the strippers do I'm going to talk about that next time what other what what else what else is quarantine doing oh shit some friends of mine like their children are in at the age where like they're starting to play instruments that that's the parent i feel the the like the worst for in in the in these trying times because it's the most work right and it's also like okay so my friends just got their kid a violin during all of this and they have to homeschool. I mean, they, you know, like that, they got to, the, I can't think of an instrument that is harder on the ears first. This is must, this must be why there's not a bunch of like violin, like experts, because when you're seven and you pick it up, your parents want to kill yourself or themselves. We did that. Listen, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. the twins had violins and because the thing sounded like you were murdering rabbits in the beginning, I, when they wanted to give it up, we weren't like, we didn't, I didn't fight them on it much. (laughs) I, I faked like I did. And I certainly looking back in history, I'm sure I put up more, like, I'm sure I guilt tripped the boys about it. Like, Oh, you know, I wanted you to play that violin. But if you, if you go back and look at the actual tape, I bet you I didn't fight it that much because, holy shit, a new violin sounds like a new violin. (laughs) The twins are in their teens, so they rattle out the music, and it sounds like how it's supposed to. It's kind of fun, really. But, you know, seven-year-old third time up at the violin sounds stressful to me. I got to admit um all right let's do we're gonna do this we're i'm going to open up the old mailbag so this is the part of the show where i'll take your uh take all take everything you want to know all your questions and whatnot all your complaints and criticisms as we said the first the first one i got i the the award for the first not only the first person from my hometown of Elsister, South Dakota, but the first one I got ever was from a guy named Wade from Elsister who was giving me kayak advice. Wade was my boss um, at the Elsister Steakhouse. Oh, shit. I'll give you a bonus story from Elsister. A bunch of us worked at the Elsister Steakhouse, and if you worked in the kitchen, you were called a dish pig. That was our name. And we had a fireworks stand called Dish Pig Fireworks. We also had a buffet called Dish Pig Buffet where you would <laughs> you would 
Okay. Uh, let's see. We got to make sure the what's it called where the enough time passes where you can't get arrested for. I don't. This is not illegal. It's just completely disgusting. So you like if there was something that was untouched that came that that left the kitchen but came back still untouched from time to time. You got to remember we're all a bunch of stupid high school kids. It would get eaten. And like there was I I without naming names. You know, that like your level of like sometimes it might have a little bite in the side. You bite the other side. <laughs> oh, that actually happened. I bet you I'm not supposed to be talking about that for I don't it's no it, all, the owners have changed. I feel like everybody's fine here. I don't feel like anybody can get in, I don't want anybody to get in trouble for this. Oh, fucking. Can you imagine? This is where people everyone everyone likes to jump on everybody when they get in trouble, but like everybody my age and older Imagine for a moment the seven dumbest, the three dumbest things you did when you were 16. And imagine that being broadcasted on the medias that were available to us at the time, the television, the radio, and the newspaper. Like every, every little grimy detail right out there in the open. So the next time someone does something stupid, like that Chinese woman who did all that crazy nonsense in the Ikea store. Give that woman a break. In these trying times, give that woman a break. Uh, okay, so there's your bonus. Elsister story. Um... I have all kinds of dish big stories, too. We'll save those for another time. You don't want to blow your entire uh, load here in the first couple episodes. We got to make it. I at least, I set a goal. I'm going to do 100 episodes. Like, this show is going to exist long enough for me to do 100 episodes. They might not be every week because everybody gets busy. But I'm going to make it 100. That's my promise to you is there will be, uh, let's see, 95 after this more episodes. Boy, there's at least one person who heard that and went, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not listening to 95 more of these. <laughs> but hey, man, to that person, stick around. I think if you listen long enough, you're going to get into it, and then you'll be excited that we make it 100 episodes. We'll make it together, you and me. Um. All right. I'm going to start with the real mailbag. The first question is from Vic. Vic is, question is this, how do we develop individual tastes in music and then keep it up until we get back to our, uh, oh, that, sorry, that was a note to me. Keep it up. Darrell Johnson. <laughs> uh, two, Vic has two things. Vic says that you are not qualified to answer electric questions. That is 100%. What the hell happened? Somebody grabbed something. Oh, yeah, we were talking about 911 calls. Yeah, I'm not qualified. Like, again, in, on the website, go to MurdochJones.com, there's a whole little retraction section where if you hear me say something ridiculously wrong, I encourage you to go tell me what I did wrong. And then at the beginning of the next episode or so, I'll correct it, give you the credit. And, you know, we'll all be proven out, as they say. Anyways, Vic's question is this. How do we develop our individual tastes in music? Ooh, uh, puberty. My theory would be that 
the music, like like when you like I'm I, I say this because I have teens going through this, right? Like the things that when you're 16, everything that is the biggest deal on earth that you realize 15 years down the road doesn't matter at all. All that shit's happening at the same time the, the your music's being listened to. And it doesn't matter how you listen to your music, you know, CDs, MP3 players, streaming, records, 8-track to the beginning of how music used to be recorded. It's in that window because here's all the things that happen. You realize your parents aren't perfect and they're just as fucking flawed as everybody else. And that's hard, I think, for, you know, depending on the degree. Or like if your life is super shitty, you, you, have, a, you, have, a, you have a soundtrack to get through it. You know, and even if it's like stupid, like actual shitty or stupid shitty, like it's still shitty to you because you're a teenager. It doesn't matter. You're just everything's on fire. So like uh, that's partially it. Then, you know, uh, the band that you, you know, made out with or the mixtape you made fucking mixtapes, man. This is what like kids. Let me let me let me bitch to you youngsters for a second. If anybody is listening who is under the age of, I say, I suppose, oh, I don't know, 20, early 20s, maybe. You don't, like, you make a playlist for whoever you're trying to get a hand job from. And that's fine. I think that's sweet. And I, and I, and like, you, I encourage it now that you should make playlists for people that you like. But back in the day, at least through this was, and I'm sure there's a version of this in the that even predates me as in my old age. But like, you get a cassette, and you would and have one of those boom boxes with the dual cassettes, and then you'd have a bunch of records, or you'd listen to the radio for that one song. Ah, oh, that's what you'd do if you really wanted to show them. Like you spent time on it, you'd listen to the radio, and even kind of make requests so you could front like, "Hey, I'm missing this song on my playlist. Can you play it for my girl?" And then you'd and then you'd record it on a cassette. It would take forever, but it was meaningful. Same thing applies, like, okay, so here's, so then, and then that, okay, here's what that merged into or evolved into. That evolved into, so the same thing that I'm bitching about with you kids happened to me, because then MP3s existed, and now you just click, 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 and loaded it on there, and you could, like, and then you could really customize it. So, like, you were limited when it was just cassette, because you had, you it was only what songs you had, and then the, whatever the radio kicked out. But then MP3 started happening. And so it got a lot easier, but also at the same time a lot harder, because there was just this explosion of music. You could put, you could, you, you could make a mixtape for any mood and just search it in minutes. And then borrow, you could make like, you could cover playlist, which is bullshit. You shouldn't do that. Like, don't steal someone else's playlist and slap your name on it. You're not doing the effort there. So the same thing happened to me. But like in the cassette world, that was a pain in the ass. Like you couldn't be doing that to everybody. Now you can just make playlists for everybody and just swipe right. Everything's been, it's too convenient. You all need a little loss. See, and then as a teenager, you hear that and you're like, fucking just enough already. I get it. It was harder when you were older. Bitch all you want. You'll be doing the same thing when you're 38. Uh, so yeah, so that so I'm sure there's science. There's I, there's got to be actual science to this. Which if I wasn't so lazy, I would for sure Google. Maybe I'll research it and come back with answer B to this. But I feel like 
like it can evolve a little bit, but you never like, I like multiple types of music, right? I love bluegrass and I love hip hop and I love country now a little more, um, at least certain and a lot of different kind of phases in country, but none of them will ever have the appeal that grunge and alternative rock and roll had on me because that's the shit I was listening to going through all that stuff, meaning it's my anchor. So everything I like will never compare to that. But I do, as we talked about this in the last episode too, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hold on to that anchor, but don't tightly grip that anchor because new types of music keeps you young. And when you hear new stuff and you're like, ah, I don't get it. My old ears. Like I get that. That's my reaction too, but give it another round. Post Malone's a perfect example. That, goofy looking face tattooed doofus i fucking almost can't listen to it because i know what he looks like nobody should have tattoos on their face but again that's that's okay boomer thinking and when you actually listen to the music it's pretty amazingly good i don't know if that answered any of Vic's questions but i guess that's what i'm thinking uh hey thanks for the email by the way we're also international got an email from indian joe the king of canada happy up here in the frozen north to be able to hear you we missed the dulcet tones emanating from the dakotas thank you indian joe king of canada you want i gotta get a podcast going out of indian joe who is quite possibly the most the funniest storyteller on earth, which is quite an award because you all have that one friend who's the funniest dude you've ever met. And I get that. I'm not saying I'm not discounting that, but they, they aren't, they aren't Indian Joe. IJ, the King of Canada can tell a story. That guy's got a lot of podcasts in him. Ooh, I should set that up. You could, if you, by the way, if you've made it this far in and you think this is fascinating, you'd like, and you, and you're, but maybe you're thinking to yourself, I can do a podcast. If this loudmouth guy can babble on incessantly at least for four episodes surely i can you can have one go to homesliceaudio.com or you you know find me however if you know how to find me uh okay then i got a couple of texts gum has gotten mintier lately and it, I, I i a bunch of my actual friends uh, sent texts and emails and, and like, hey, man, it was good to hear your voice. I And I greatly appreciate that. But I don't want to just start reading our personal messages back and forth because I feel like that's going to be mostly boring. Because imagine if I was in line at the grocery store and I was listening to the person's conversation next to me that was so loud. But for whatever reason I subscribe to, I'd find that pretty boring, wouldn't you? But that doesn't. But I would, did want to say thank you all, all of you for reaching out because that does mean a lot to me, and I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, that. Uh, so there's there's real mailbag. Uh, we're gonna do a few more episodes, and partially because it was just kind of fun. Um, fake mailbag. This is how fake mailbag works. Well, this is how real mailbag works too. You are going to go to MurdochJones.com and feel free to ask me advice on any topic in the world and I will answer it. And as long as you understand that I'm not qualified to give advice to almost anybody on anything and then, you know, we'll figure it out. 
So while those are all building up at MurdochJones.com, but which, by the way, can be an email, a uh, text, or a phone call, and you can leave a voicemail. Uh, you don't, I don't make the show, man. Uh, so you go there and figure it out. But until then, while we're slowly building here, I go to uh, Reddit and I give uh, fake advice, uh, well, real advice to fake questions because they're on Reddit for some stupid reasons. Uh, let's try a round of legal advice. I'm feeling particularly lawyery today. <laughs> um my okay here we go here we go fake mailbag my parents who are 50 are blackmailing me i'm 23 to take out a twenty thousand dollar loan to give to them uh okay without reading i'm gonna do this on the fake reddit on the fake mailbag I'm not. I'm not going to read unless I have to the the actual thing. I'm just going to answer these based off the headline if they've given me enough information. Generally, my advice is this: if your parents are blackmailing you to take out a twenty thousand dollar loan to give to them, I feel like that could be misleading based on the person who is asking the advice. Because if you, uh, I, I can defend this a little bit. I think. Because that, because what if the person asking the question is really kind of a son of a bitch, and his parents have given everything to them, and that's why they've got all of these mortgages or whatever? Maybe we do need to read more. This isn't going to work. Um, I live with and share my experience. We're both recently graduated and got a few jobs. My parents are generally bad with money. Um, okay, my parents are bad with money. I've lent money in the past. They've never paid me. My parents randomly approach me and asked us to take a $20,000 loan in their name. I explained that they're, they explained they're refinancing their house and need to show the lender they have an unencumbered 20,000. Okay. They said there would be no risk to me since they would be able to pay off the loan, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah. Here's okay. Just on the surface, it sounds like your parents are, you know, doing you dirty a little. But this would be my but. Are, were you the worst? Like if you were the worst, which could wholly be their fault, but if they had to fix a lot of the reasons you were the – like if while – even though if it was partially their fault, they were fixing all of the things you were doing because you were the worst, you got to think about that a little bit. Also, I don't know – and I don't – you know, I don't – I don't know what's going on. I, you know, this one's hard. I'm going to I'm going to punt on that. That's all the that's all the advice I'm prepared to give on that statement. Like I feel like that's shitty of your parents to ask you to do that because they're clearly that they're, they're it's not unencumbered $20,000. But I do my grain of salt is if you were super shitty and you're mega rich and 20 grand is a doable thing to you, you should at least think about it. But you're still probably right. Uh, that took all of the me feeling lawyery right out of my, uh, my, my confidence. L- let me see if I can. Oh, fuck. Leaving my family in the middle of the night. My issue, uh, my issue. Okay. <laughs> I first read that as like a, like a, like a, like a husband or a wife who's like, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> but hold on. Let's get, let's do, we, this is why you can't just do the headlines. Okay. You got to read. 
Uh, that was just me being lazy. My fault. Let me give you the full backstory. My issue is here. This is the person. This is fake. By the way, if you're just joining us, which you're not because that's an old radio thing that I have a habit of doing still, even though I haven't been on the radio for 100 years. But if you are just joining us, my issue here, uh, this is the fake mailbag. This is, and the, I'm leaving my family in the middle of the night. Here is the email. So my issue here is my family won't let me leave willingly. I'm 21. They tell me I have to stay to help pay off the house or they'll never talk to me again. I can't stay here anymore. It's ruining my life. Okay, pause before I continue reading. I've got several thoughts on this. One of which is you're 21 and today's 21 is like 1994's 18. You're not quite ready because we ruined you but you're almost ready. That's my initial thought here. Okay, back to it. So my plan, uh, I can't stay here anymore. It's like it's ruining my life. My plan here is to leave in the middle of the night while they're asleep. First off, that won't work. You're going to wake them up. My question is, can they legally keep me here? Not if you're 21. If you're 21, you can get the fuck out. Uh, They could file a missing persons though. Oh, you do ask that. Could they file a missing person? Can I Call the police. First off, I would want to know why they are ruining your life. I've noticed in your email you say you're from Florida. And I'm going to prejudge that a little bit because I get the vibe that Florida, a a lot of Florida is pretty fucking redneck. As I say that, I'm thinking of my... Florida friends who might hear this and then be mad at me. I got to be honest. I'm not talking to you because if I know you and have spent time with you in Florida, we have been to very fun parts of Florida that aren't, you know, super gator wrestling. But every time I've been to Florida, I have also seen a lot of like, here's, you know, a, a lot of pawn shops and gun shops and wheel rental places and, you know, gator wrestling. There's a lot of fucking trailer in Florida that like, let's just all be honest. So that is making my first thought is this to this 21 year old who's trying to leave his family or her family. I don't, I don't know the rules here. Um, it's one or two things. One is they are all fucking awful and you should have left a long time ago because they burn, you know, like, you know, what if they're burning cigarettes out on your arm and not feeding you and making you stay in the Harry Potter closet, you know, you should get the fuck out. Should have got the fuck out a long time ago. But because you don't say any of that, I genuinely think that they're trying to get you to stay because you think you're an adult, but you're not. And that line has shifted. Like every, all of us old, like my, like I'm kind of the, the median, I always feel, right? Like the people who are older than me think that the next generation is a bunch of lazy shits and, and they don't work hard and they don't know what loss is because they never went through it. And they are partially to mostly right depending on the circumstance. But then there's people my age and younger than me who, because you know, like fucking a man, you raised us this way. Why are you then now yelling at us? We we are this way because you allowed it, and that's you know mm, a little bit to mostly right as well. It seems like, and here's one of the things that happened to that. Like, and I I wonder if my parents think this is insane. They probably do. I feel like not at 18, but at like 20 you know, 20, if I, I didn't, maybe even 18, like at 18, I could have lived on my own. 
I knew how to f- at least feed and clothe and work my way through it, right? But I don't feel like that's the case to the same age group now because we, you know, and once again, I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about like upper middle class white people like me. That's the only view I have. I'm not speaking about like the people who grew up in abject poverty. I can't, you know, they're just as fucked as they were a hundred years ago. But like, you know, white bread have it better than they should people like myself and people like me. You don't know shit, and you think you're ready for shit, but because we've given you everything and you've never really experienced actual loss in most cases, not that you haven't experienced loss, but you haven't experienced loss like people older than you have experienced loss because they've been through bigger wars and more poverty, and they didn't have all of this technology and for a lot of different reasons. And because you don't list any of this, 21-year-old person, my gut tells me that you are just kind of being a bitch and really need to take a look inside yourself and understand that your family's just trying to help you. And maybe if you weren't such a son of a bitch, life might be a little easier to live with. Also, you're 21. Even though you can't help it, that's I've given you three years. Time to maybe get your shit together. You want to move out of your house? Then get a goddamn job and figure out how to move out of your house. See, I can give okay boomer advice just like the rest of us grumpy white-haired people. I'm going to feel bad if they just didn't want to talk about all the awful shit that was happening to them. Like, if awful shit is happening to you, you got to give you fucking, that's not okay, man. You got to bail. But this person is asking if they can sue you. That's super upper, that's, I know what Reddit is because I'm upper middle class white Florida, not they're putting cigarettes on, in, out on my arm Florida. That's generally what I think. Uh, that's enough legal advice, I think. I'm feeling itchy. Let's do one dating advice, and we'll call it good for this episode. Bum, 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 bum. Let's see here. All of the dating advice here is all kind of COVID-related because of the times we're in. But, you know... Oh. <laughs> okay. Here, here is... Here is I'm gonna let's see if this is let's see if this is real. This is a this is woman giving dating advice to men, which sometimes I find hilarious. Okay, here we go. Greatest dating advice I can give men. You're a guy worth the attention. If she isn't excited to hang out with you to ask questions about you, then oh, this is just an encouraging thing. This is probably actually a dude trying to make other dudes feel better. This is pro- this is the problem with Reddit fake Reddit advice on the fake mailbag. You can't uh, you can't source the person. Um regardless, let, we're halfway in, let's finish. All the time you spend deluding yourself that your crush loves you is uh you should be spying, spending time finding a woman that does See, okay. This is fucking that's stupid. Meaning what they're trying to tell the person is, don't worry, there's other fish in the sea. Just move on. That's not how crushes work, dipshit. You're supposed to like you're supposed to feel bad when the person that likes you doesn't like you because that's how you learn how to get through it. Jesus Christ. Can't take that away. Can't you don't do, like I get it. That's the advice you give. 
that's here's why that's shitty advice. You, there's more fish in the sea. It's shitty advice be, for the following reasons. Well, no shit. Everybody knows that. But that's not helping with my current problem because you like the person to begin with. That's like these these live, love, laugh memes I see. I always see women that constantly, like, if he didn't like you at your best, you don't, you know, if he didn't like you at your worst, you don't deserve to have him when you're at your best. I see all that bullshit. I'm like, gross. Fucking enough. Like, it's it seems like it's 47 times a day with the quotes. Give it a rest. Take your own advice and get off the cross. Although once in a while, it's uplifting. So I don't know. I could go either way there. What was this now? Greatest dating. Oh, yeah. We were picking on this greatest dating advice I can give men. You are a guy worth the attention. That's what you tell um, ugly people. I mean, it's just what you tell ugly people when you can't think of anything better. Not ugly people. Like, it could also be like super annoying people because mo- the social contract is the following. What that person is at, like, oh, I don't know. What's wrong with me? Why come she didn't hang out with me? You all know the answer to that in your head when someone says that to you. Like your your teeth are huge or you smell weird or you're mean or you're negative all the time or you talk shit about people. They're like you know the answer you want to give, but no one gives that because you got to uphold the social contract, which is probably a good thing because you can't just be bitching to people all the time about how fucking awful they are. No one would get along. So, you know, that's there for a reason. But you don't actually say that and you're like, oh, Ted – don't worry about it. There's more fish in the sea. There, you can always, you know, just tie on a new lure and get out there, fella. That's what you say so you don't have to say, Ted, that you have the teeth the size of light light, light switches. <laughs> oh, I had that. That was funnier in my head, and then I got mumble mouth. Your teeth are the size of light switches. If you'd have just perfectly, you know, if I was pro, I'd do that line again. But I don't want to spend the time doing all the editing. So, you know, warts and all. That's the show. MurdochJones.com is a site I'd like you to go to. Go If you heard me say anything that was wrong, I'll take your retractions. I'll also take you at the mailbag. And if you'd just like to send me a text telling me what you think or asking advice, 605 340 0811. Save it in your phone. And then when you listen to future episodes, you can just text me right away. Book of Murdoch. This has been episode four. Peace. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular Credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon and all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this and he's going to be so annoyed and that tickles my fancy. So leave this goddamn piece in. <laughs>